everybody thank you for joining us on our seventh episode of the big show podcast we have a great show ahead of us we've got a couple of guests with us today we've got big show legends mike's decidus max andrus joining fournier and i this week so super oh, yeah. excited to have you guys welcome to the show it's an honor to be here yeah <laughs> that's a that's off uh that the the intro song that's from red hot chili peppers new album yeah, that song is featured by Red Hot Chili Peppers, their new single, Eddie. And Love it. <laughs> I must give a shout out to Mike List for giving us the recommendation to use that song for our intro oh, tonight. So thank you okay. I like it. So story, I feel so I I sent that initially to Mike List. So then I think Mike sent it to you, James. Oh <laughs> I love it. Cause I was yeah. gonna say, um, like I've been talking music with Mike List since like high school. And then, Mike, you and I talk music all the time. So I'm like, there's a connection between mics and music. We figured it out. Pain and music <laughs> are, are so good at finding I don't want to get off topic, though. So No, it's amazing. I love it. Um, we'll start with some intros. Um, big news. Max, you had a proposal recently. Uh, tell us about that. How'd you do it? What was the day like? What did you do? How did it feel? Let us know. Yeah. Yeah, no. So it was great. A uh, couple weeks ago, kind of um, organized it. So Victoria's, you know, one of her best friends and her cousin uh, was there to kind of hide in the woods and take some photos and stuff. So we could kind of catch the, awesome. the down on one knee moment. Yeah. Um, but it was really cool. She, you know, she was super surprised, which was great. Um, kind of took the dog for a walk. Um and then, yeah, just came to a really, really cool spot over, if you guys remember, like across the street from St. Mark's, kind of by the water where we used to have like lacrosse practice back in the day. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, it was really, really special. And then we came back and had some champagne and yeah. just had a great day. And it, it's been great, you know, um, it's been really cool, you know, as far as being engaged and everything. So, yeah, yeah I appreciate dude. you guys asking. Congratulations. Well, that's very I'll exciting, say. man. Congrats. Congrats. Yeah. To anyone who ever wants to get engaged, I know all of us are either engaged or married now, but I'll recommend it. Do it in the morning and just enjoy I do it in the morning. Ju- enjoy the rest of your day because that day is so fucking cool. No, you cool. have to get it over yeah. quickly. Yeah. It was the longest <laughs> hike of my Like, it was fucking felt like forever. <laughs> <laughs> then you get to the top and you're just exhausted from the hike and then you have to propose and do that whole thing <laughs> dude i was the most awkward person of all time i think i was already on my way up from my knee before jacqueline even said yes like i don't think i was ever more nervous or like <laughs> freaking out just like so yes here's the ring uh, but yeah mike you are just recently married a couple of months in now we all uh got to celebrate that back in september yeah yeah. how's how's the honeymoon situations have you guys gone on any trips yet going so we're going to uh thailand in february february i don't know if everyone if everyone knows that yeah we're going to thailand for two weeks uh that's awesome we're going to be in bangkok for i think three or four nights 
And then we stay at, for two nights, we stay at like this elephant sanctuary. Oh, oh yeah. Hang out with elephants for a bit, which not, mm. it's not, it's, it sounds incredible. And then the last, I think like the last seven or eight days of the trip are um, in like the tropical resort areas of Thailand, like Phuket. That's amazing. We'll be doing like a bunch of like boat rides, to like the islands and yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm actually most looking forward to Bangkok though. I've heard like the food and like nightlife there is amazing. So okay, can't wait to see that. Yeah, not going to lie. I know awesome. nothing about Bangkok. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't either until <laughs> just from that one movie. <laughs> like Bangkok sounds like a cool city. Let's do it. So like you're still enjoying being married though, right? It's still happening. Yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys are still married right (laughs) no no things are good so good i know but in general um so yeah i mean we are we've been looking at like new new places to to move like we're looking to buy a new house oh yeah but there's a little story with that tell it so we put our place on the market uh about i want to say like three weeks ago and so we had we actually got an accepted offer for this place in Grafton. Hell yeah. So like everything was all good. Like, yeah, let's put our place on the market. Like, you know, we're going to sell it. Like we're going to move into this new spot. So for you, you might be, have an idea of this, but the market's definitely cooled a little bit. Yeah. Because of ri- rising interest rates. However, that's not the, really the biggest thing we're, we're dealing with right now. It is our first floor neighbor. So we live on like a three level condo Our first floor neighbors thought they heard like dripping, like water dripping out of a, a pipe, like in their bathroom. Oh no. Yeah. So then they, they went to the basement and they saw that it was like a pretty steady drip. Um, so I guess long story short, like we brought in a plumber and they found out that there was a giant hole in the PVC in our unit that I guess oh like when they, God. this is like a rent recently renovated unit. So this has been there for probably like three years and the oh my god just noticed it now and like they, they just heard the leaking so <laughs> now we have to yeah, we brought in like the fucking plumbers to fix the pipe first of all now we have to deal with like mold issues yeah, and like, yeah. they might have to rip rip out cabinets so now the joke is like oh like who wants to buy like my half half gutted condo <laughs> <laughs> like perfect perfect timing Oh, Did you hear the guys goodness. on the third floor are selling their condo? Let's complain about that leak now. Yeah, this is a good time. <laughs> it's fun. It's it's so complicated because now the third floor is selling, and their price was like lower than ours, and they didn't tell us that they were selling. So it's just the fuck. It's like a mess right oh, now, dude. Oh, that's right. So is that affecting your purchase of the Grafton house at all? Or um, so we haven't accepted offer. It just comes down to us being able to sell the condo. Yeah. Oh, it's contingent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's contingent. Okay. All right. Um, but you know, we're obviously paying for all these like repairs and like and at the end of the day, like right. everything's gonna be fixed. So we're not like too concerned that it will affect the sale too much. But as long as the work's getting done, I feel like any buyer would be like, I don't have to take care of that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what the we're nice about. thing is the people that you're buying from are having less options as far as other buyers go so they'll be more willing to wait a little bit longer than they maybe otherwise would have yeah yeah that's true yeah we're, we're flexible i mean we like the grafting spot but we might i don't know we're going to be patient with it with the process good nice. all right let, let's jump into some fantasy talk let's uh let's do some matchups from last week do some recaps um 
Warner, you want to lead us off? Who do you have first? I sure do. So right below me, I have It's a Me, Jamario, and all of the sudden. And uh, wait, no, this is this week's. Yeah, I'll go back one. <laughs> Sorry, going back one. It's a me, Jamario. Wow, and Labar. That's right. I forgot about this one. The one that um, Jimbo guaranteed a victory for Labar. With. <laughs> Jinx is Andy. Uh, yeah, it was. Honestly, if Josh Allen did nineteen, I would have thought Lamar would have lost, but he had a, he had a great week. Nineteen point five to Josh Allen, sixteen for Burrow. Really down week. He got rid of him after this week. Don't know that it was correlated, but sure was. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he's going to have some weeks like that. There's no chase right now, too, so it's going to be a little bit more difficult in the in the shorter term. Yeah. Uh, recent acquisition of Andy's Daryl Henderson, uh, outscored by Kenyon Drake. Recent acquisition of Ryan Labar by twelve. Yikes! Who would have thought these guys are even combined for twenty three? Honestly. Um, Melvin Gordon, also a recent acquisition of Drew versus Tyler Algier. I can't even believe that Algier had 19 points. Like, what? what's going on? It's because he's um, scored and he got three receptions. He, ne- he hasn't yeah, scored he and he oh, hasn't 46 yards. You know? And yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Melvin getting 15 was kind of surprising as well. Um, the Dubes continues to be the luckiest man alive. 19 points versus Thielen's 12.7. <laughs> Elijah, oh my God, he started Elijah more. So it's so funny because we played COD before before uh, the games, me and him and Brian. In the two weeks in a row, we've done this, and he, Brian's told him to bench Elijah more both times, and he hasn't either time. Well, I guess last week he did because he didn't play, but and he played seven snaps this week, seven snaps. I don't understand why they didn't trade him. If you're really gonna play this guy seven snaps, like whatever because he has 740 yard career yards you can't set this precedent that anybody who's unhappy can be traded because they want to be <laughs> like he he's like yeah i agree uh, with that he might be good but he needs to prove it first julio jones who can throw it sorry <laughs> no i mean i think that that's fair but he doesn't get thrown to anyways so that's not the issue <laughs> he wasn't good with flacco no I, exactly um but he was on the field yeah, he was. Uh, Julio had 10. I mean, bailed out the bar with a TD there. Uh, he's probably not going to play this week. Um, I mean, I don't know. No, they missed practice. Could just be a rest day. Mike Evans, Josh Reynolds. Good Lord, Andy. This team is so bad. Um, you would think he lost two studs or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> Taysom Hill outscoring Tyler Higby. Higby's really had a little bit of a fall. Under three, the or under four, the last two games, so not great there. Their offense just looks awful. Um, Aaron Jones continues to look great though for Labar, twenty-four points versus T. Higgins, sixteen, and a ridiculous catch. Tucker Gano, big boy catch, big boy catch. Tucker Gano, eight and nine, and then Commanders nine versus Rams D zero, cutting off the roster, rightfully so. <laughs> all in all, bad week for Mandy. Probably going to be a lot more of that to come while while his you know chase is out, um, and now he doesn't have Burrow. So, but Labar's making a run, make it made a trade. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, but his team looks good. He made me an interesting Patterson's offer tonight. Back. Oh yeah, can't talk about it though. Sorry, guys. Lamar's, he's always lurking. So he's always lurking. <laughs> he's so quiet about the trade trade talks, but he's he is. Really he's is. always there. 
it's funny. Oh, go ahead, Max. I was going to say, the one thing I was going to chime in about is like, obviously I think Elijah Moore is talented, um, you know, but I think one thing we're seeing with the Falcons, the Jets, like there's a lot of these coaches that are like, we're going to manage these games as best we can play good defense, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. We'll throw as very little as like, as we have to. And then there's other teams where it's like Kingsbury, where it's like, we don't run the ball ever. You yeah. Know, pass on every freaking down. We don't care what it is. It's just, I think the, the NFL landscape right now is very, very interesting where it's like some of these coaches, they're trying to reinvent the game or you have the Kevin, like the O'Connells and in the Vikings and like, they're doing things. You know, Daniel with the Dolphins. Yeah. I just think the NFL is at a really interesting inflection point right now as far yeah. as like offensive schemes. You know, yeah, I, think I mean, it's really interesting. To your point, that this is a very, very good point. And I forget where I was listening to this, but defenses are playing a lot of, uh, they're playing more corners than linebackers. There's more speed and there's less size in the, on the field. So, what some teams are doing, if they don't have a stud quarterback and all these weapons to, make it an even split with speed and size on offense and defense. They're just running it because the matchup all like the right. analytics tell you, you should yeah. run it on this play, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting to see the teams go down two different paths for success. Yeah. Right now. It makes well, Did you watch the Monday night game? A little bit. Uh, they, they ran the ball pretty much the entirety of the second half because it was working for them. And the bills were just sitting in a nickel defense or a dime defense even for like the whole second half. And they're just like, fine, take six yards to carry. It's going to eat the whole clock and you're going to lose by 17. Yeah. So I, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with these games right now and the approaches. And it's funny because the Falcons are good because of the run only approach. And good. I mean, look at their record. They're in first in their division. You got to throw the word good with them right now. Even no, though they're absolutely not under no circumstances. I think uh, last last thing too, like we were just you guys just brought up the Bills for a second. I was freaking terrified that either the Bills or the Eagles were gonna land Kamara. And I thought mm-hmm. it was changed the entire NFL. <laughs> you know, because like that's all that's all they need, right? Is like the Bills get Kamara, like that's they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and wasn't the McCaffrey? Party. Was there was rumors about McCaffrey too? I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were that so dumb. Wild. That would have been. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what. I actually saw the GM today said that they did make an offer, or at least inquire, whatever the difference is, for McCaffrey, but not for Kamara. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Showing right, or whatever his name is. Let's do this, as Let's do the next one. Um, yeah. Do you have Chris and Jimbo? Yep. All right, cool. Let's Beautiful. dive into that one. This was a big one. Yeah, a lot of points. All right, so you want me to – yeah, I'll just go down. Be on yep. the list. All right, so Stafford, Tua. So Tua had 34 points. Stafford had, had 20 points. Obviously a really good game from, from Tua there. <clears throat> Stafford blows, guys, right? Are we all in agreement? He blows. It's, he's just this side of having a, he's having a rough year. I think the I think the Rams in general are, are a little dysfunctional this year. Yeah. It's um, hard watching them. I think it's, it's a I think it's a, a product of, of the team. I don't know if it's necessarily him. Plus, I, there's probably just in general, it's probably a little hangover from the Super Bowl win. Yeah. Um, and honestly, their O line is terrible. Like so terrible. much. 
of the success on an offense is defined by their O-line. Stafford doesn't have time to throw the ball. And whatever. Yeah, he's. I think it's a mix. I've always been low on Stafford. Then he balled out last year. I'm like, all right, I got to give him credit. And now he sucks again. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. But the O-line, be- is the O-line thing like the Cam Akers apology tour? Is that part of it? No, I don't know what to make of Cam Akers. I think he's probably <laughs> terrible at this point. Um, I accept the fact I gave up a first for him and it was the wrong decision. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. No, it's all good. Um, so yeah, to- so the total score, I don't think we, we covered that, but it was 182, 156. Uh, Chris won. So Chris with a huge week. Yeah. Him with a really good week too, uh, at 156. But when you face Chris, that's, that's what happens when you face Chris. Um, he can put yeah. up some numbers. Um, but yeah, so next matchup. So Dalvin Cook. Got his does what he does. He got 29 points. Um, Fournette, 15, 16 points. So probably what was expected out of Fournette there. Yeah. So I real quick, Mike, I know I keep interrupting. Um not interrupting. I really, I really think Dalvin Cook is still super, super valuable. I you agree. Know? Like I think we'll we'll talk a little bit about mixing, right? Because you guys made that big trade. Dalvin Cook, somebody that I'm taking 4,000 times over before I, I grab Mixon. I don't know if you oh, agree. I, oh, no, I totally. He's a, he's a top tier. He's a top tier running back. Yeah, but again, like people, like you were saying, James, Mixon was the third-ranked running back last year. Like, why is why would I take Dalvin 4,000 times more than I would take him? Like, I don't know. Ryan, do you agree with me or am I crazy? I'm not the biggest Dalvin fan. I feel like they've reduced a lot of his passing workload, and that's just lowering his ceiling. I think he's awesome running back. Um, but I, I think I would take Mixon over him in this scenario. Really? Yeah. Mixon over Cook. Interesting. Because it's two yeah. guys, two guys in really good offenses, right? Mm-hmm. With both the featured back. Um, but I think when you look at the per game production for those guys back to back, and Mike, you know this, having Mixon on your team all year, he left a lot to be desired. Like the catches are great, but the yards per carry. He did. He did. And I- yeah, he's averaging like three point three yards per carry or something. Yeah, he was still, you know, but you could also say like he was still getting his points. He was still getting like his, you know, 14, 15 points. Maybe the stats weren't weren't looking great, but like as a fantasy guy, he was still pretty like I want to say crucial to the team, but like contributing. Yeah. Um, I think his I think his uh I think his floor is pretty high. Um but I yeah. don't I think Dalvin has much more upside than than Mixon does. Okay. Yeah, and I'll say like the Dalvin Mixon conversation is something that we talked about weeks ago on this podcast where we were saying like the efficiency isn't there, the volume is there, they are the key cogs of their offense. And I think one of the comparisons I made was Mixon has Samaj P. Ryan behind him, Dalvin has Alexander Madison, and the, the drop-off in the backups, the advantage obviously goes to Madison over Pirine. So like no if Dalvin gets banged up a little bit, which tends to happen, they'll give yeah. some more carries to Madison to save Dalvin throughout the year. But like that aside, they're very comparable, but Dalvin has done it more historically. Like he's had more years at the top than Mixon yeah. has. Mixon has been like low end RB one for a couple of years. And then last year he just went off. So I think he's probably in that like RB eight to RB twelve range, um, where Dalvin you're probably taken in the top ten overall, um, and I I think a lot of us, myself included, and I think this plays into why Fournier's not big on Dalvin is we kind of all counted out 
the older running backs going into this year. Like, oh, 26 is the year where running backs fall off a cliff. And it's like, yeah, maybe that's true. But then we've got Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, who's 26. Um, I'm missing a couple of other people who are especially, all older. Especially with how, how our league's going. It's like, it seems like everyone's going for the young guys right now. So it leaves, it leaves an opportunity for like those older guys that people are like less interested in. Yeah, no, I I, I um, agree. But yeah, yeah, just agree. Yeah, your point about Eckler, it just seemed like in the beginning of the season, like the people, the trades people were offering me for Eckler were like not very, not not very good. <laughs> I would say. Um, I think, but I think it was just because I think he he was in that. You know, that's what people thought about him. He was like an aging running back. He has some injury history. Um, but. It's it's yeah. scary to invest heavily in a 27 year old running back. Yeah, no, it is. It when is. are they going to fall off? You know, yeah. it's like that that factors into it. But I, I'll admit I put way too much stock in people just falling off at the age of 26 because these dudes can still play. And yeah, no, I, I think we're all guilty of it to an extent. Yeah, yeah, it's all, and that's the best part about fantasy, in my opinion, right? It's all like perception and like looking at the numbers and stuff because like that's that's what you got to do. Right. And that's, that's why, um, Andy's such a mastermind, right? Like he takes <laughs> out, he's got four or five gurus. He walks like he's, he's tape. Um, but, all right. So should we, we go by? Yeah. So just Let's keep it Fournette. Fournette, I think, I think his numbers are going to get better over the season. I mean, I just trade for Godwin. So I just think in general, the bucks are, are going to figure it out. They have Tom Brady. Um, so I would expect to see better numbers out of Fournette. I agree. Or just my opinion. Um, all right. So Miles Sanders versus Josh Jacobs. So 14.7 points for Miles Sanders, 8.4 for Jacobs. I don't really have much to add there. Not not very good games for either. I guess Miles Sanders had a pretty solid game at 15 points. So maybe a little bit below what was ex- what he was expected to get. Um, a disappointing game from Josh Jacobs. Eight point ten yards or 10 carries, 43 yards, two receptions, 11. Yeah, so not, not a very good game. Um, there and just the Penn State yeah. guy through and through, Mike. Just expectations through the roof for Miles Sanders. I love it. Saquon's the guy, but yeah, Miles Sanders never change. <laughs> yeah, never change. Um, I think the other thing too. Did you talk about AJ Brown yet, or are you about to get to that? Uh, that's that's the next one. So yeah, Je- uh, so Jefferson had about sixteen points, and then AJ Brown had 40, 41 points. So obviously a wow. massive game from AJ Brown. Big day. Yeah. I just think it's tough, right? We've all been in that scenario where one guy scores 40 points <laughs> yeah. don't, and you don't get the win. Like that is such a kick to the stomach, um, you know, especially for an expansion team, right? Somebody who's trying to make a name for himself. Um, you get 41 points and then you 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 still lose. Uh, it's just tough. <laughs> Handily. It, it is. It is. I think it doesn't help when uh, Cortland Sutton gets 2.3 after scoring can you 5. rely on him for much more though yeah exactly and scoring 3.4 the so, week before yeah. fun, fun story Might about need to be on the bench yeah he... fun story about Corlin sutton mike's brother yeah. mike mike's dad's brother steven is really into um fantasy <laughs> football i found out recently yeah yes yeah, and yeah. he must have told me four or five times that Cortland sutton more than drew this year's cooper cup 
I think we should check just in. Savaging Mike's brother on the podcast. Yeah, he was also like advising me during the draft, and he he told me he gave me some good uh, good advice on the picks. There you go. Can we, can my we draft get him on the pod? Thank God, Jim and Kevin. We should. We need it. We need to get him on the pod one of these days. Yeah, he That's needs great. to answer. He needs to answer for that Corlin Sutton. Let's get him on. Let's get him on. That'd be fucking awesome. All right, going going down. So yeah, Cup Cup had twenty three points. Brandon Cooks had eleven points. Uh, so yeah, Cup got his share at twenty three. Probably what was expected out of him. Um, Cooks is just Cooks. I feel like that's a pretty. Let me look at his uh, stats from this year. I heard he might not play tomorrow because he's unhappy that he was almost traded or something. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's not having a very good year. But dude, I can't deal with fantasy pros. They called Sean McVay, the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, in Kenneth Walker's news last week. For Brandon Cooks, it says Houston Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks is listed as questionable to face the undefeated Philadelphia Phillies. Who writes this stuff? (laughs) (laughs) This has nothing to do with the fantasy. needs to get a new contract. (laughs) This has nothing to do with the Fantasy Pros podcast telling me to invest in James Robinson. I swear. Nothing. No. All right, so yeah, con- continuing on, probably spending too much time on this, but uh, so Mark Andrews, six points, not much out of him. Um, Engram, 15 points. Uh, Lockett versus Sutton matchup. Yeah, I guess we just talked about that. Pollard versus Cooper. So Pollard with a massive game. Big it's day. interesting what's going on in, uh, on the Cowboys with the Pollard Zeke situation. Zeke's the guy, without a doubt. Zeke's the guy. They pay him $12 million a year. He's getting the Brock. Yep. Yeah. My name's Jerry Jones. Cooper with a good game, but yeah, just it's tough to tough to play Chris. He's just got he's got, he's really has a deep squad. It's just you know when he has these weeks where two guys are putting up or you know he has a guy who's put up forty and then there's two other guys that put up twenty. It's just going to be tough to beat Chris. Um, Agreed. And then so Bass ten points, um, pretty good day for a kicker. McPherson not, zero points. That's tough. That's tough right there. Getting zero out of your kicker. Um, and then Cowboys with nine points, Bucks two. Uh, so obviously Cowboys suck it there. So yeah, I think it went as expected. Um, so 182 points from Chris. That's that's a that's a big day for Chris, but I think we're gonna see see more of that going forward. Um, Jim with 156, so sol- solid day. I think Jim's definitely a playoff team. He's a force to be reckoned with this year um but he he is four and four and there's a there's a big pack right in the middle there so log jam baby yeah it's a huge log jam so you know luck luck is definitely a factor here you could just have a really bad week and then sets you behind so we'll have to see what happens with uh with jim's team if he makes a trade or anything to you know bolster his, his lineup i want to retract what i said too about you know, Jim gets 41 points from AJ Brown kick to the stomach that you don't win. Like I didn't realize Pollard kind of matched that all like Chris had it, just like you said, Mike, Chris had a guy who scored 42. So I got my ass kicked by Jim a couple weeks ago. Um, I agree. I think Jim's a force to be reckoned with Mike. I, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Maxie, Maxie, you want to do uh listy versus Brendan? I was going to see if I could do Kareem Phil. Okay. Yeah, I'll do this one. Um, so, so we got team listy man versus sister Christian. This was the barn burner of the week. We had Mike coming in at five and two, Brendan coming in at three and four. And final score is Brendan 178.52, Mike 
to 178.02. The quarterback position was pretty much a wash. Kyler dropped 30. Dak dropped 28. Dak, the $100 man for Brendan, showed up, which is huge. Talking about two guys scoring 40-something points. Henry dropped 43. McCaffrey dropped 42. It's the first person since LT in like 05 to pass for a touchdown, catch a touchdown, and run for a touchdown in the same game. So pretty cool. Didn't Kevin Falk do that? Maybe. Maybe in like, I don't know, 03. Before then. Yeah, fair. Okay. Um, Another running back faceoff. The first and second overall picks, what they could have been before ETN got hurt in the offseason before his rookie year. ETN had 29.6. Najee Harris had 12.8. The story just Doing his continues. best Trent Richardson impression. It's the same thing every week with Najee. Like, the volume's mm-hmm. fine, but also his volume is starting to decline because he's he just... <laughs> he's just not looking did good. You, did you but, see that clip that made the rounds of the fourth and two where yeah. he caught it? There was, like, nobody within five yards, and he managed to gain, like, no yards at all. Yeah, he, got, he got like one yard forward. He got scared. He can't commit to he can't run north and south. He's just running east and west and he's scared to move forward. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It might be an injury. It might just be he has no confidence. I think it ties into the O line, but he also has been uh, maybe it's a vision thing from a running back perspective where he needs to have better vision and just cut and go. What but what was the vision on this one though? It was just an open field. You go get two fucking yards. Just dive. Yeah, I mean obviously it's not just one thing. I'm just throwing multiple scenarios out there where like he needs to commit he doesn't have a lot of confidence (laughs) etc etc or he just stinks who knows who who knows um then we got paris campbell at 9.2 isaiah mckenzie with 9.6 curtis samuel with 11.3 deontay johnson with 8.5 so like down the line all these people were scoring within a couple of points of each other um based on the way their rosters were built um I guess the biggest difference, one of the biggest differences, was Brandon Ayuk, 20, to Khalif Raymond, 10. Hawkinson had 11. Ertz had 13. Uh, Mike Gesicki had 12.8. And Deontay Foreman had 36. It would be very interesting <laughs> to see what Foreman does for the rest of the year. Uh, he's got a great we, opportunity. What do it's Chubba time. What do we think of Ayuk? Because that's a guy Mike List really hung in there with for a while. Uh, I think he, he kept him this year. What do you guys think about him? Yeah. I like him a lot. He's he's good with Garoppolo. Uh yeah. And I he's good. I think he he's got a he's good size, good hands, he's quick, he's fast, he can run the deep route, he can run pretty much any route. Um he's good after when the he's good after the catch. So was he do you got do you know if he was capped or was he drafted? He was. He was he was kept him. Yeah. Yeah, he's number he's PPR number thirteen right now. Yeah, I think I think he's good. I think he's a solid high end wide receiver too, right? And I, I guess his ranking there kind of reflects that in correlation to our league. He'd be a low end wide receiver one, um, but I do think he falls in that thirteen to eighteen range. I think Staz, you told me a couple of years ago, you get good players on good teams, and I think that's Ayuk, right? Like, right there. Simple yeah. philosophy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think a lot of people in fantasy sometimes overthink it, right? You get good players in a good offense, good team, you know. Because um, I big believer in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you know when you said that a couple of years ago, like I was like, you know, that actually makes sense. Yeah, it's easier said <laughs> than done because you don't know who the good teams are going to be. But 
True. should be really yeah. proud of yourself, Mike, because Max doesn't just accept another person's argument that easily. Normally. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> as, a, as we all as we all know, we all know. Yeah. All right, Max, you want to do uh, Phil versus Kareem? That stuck with me. Yeah, I'll do Phil versus Kareem. Um, tough, tough matchup, right? Uh, these He's guys crazy. Yeah, these guys scored just over a hundred points each. Like just brutal. Um, absolutely brutal. Phil started Daniel Jones. Cream started Garoppolo. Uh, what's funny about Daniel Jones, he has way more points than Justin Herbert. Um, <laughs> Does he actually? Yeah, he's like way ahead, you know? So like, say, you know, say what you will about that. Um, but yeah, these, these teams are just awful. Just <laughs> awful. Like Kareem, I, you feel for Kareem, right? Like he he tried to get Javante. I love Javante Williams. I can't say enough things about him. And like, that was... A really, really tough thing, right? So Kareem was fighting this. He was fighting in the beginning of the year. Yeah, he, got, he was decimated. making trades. Like, I mean, yeah, like you said, he had Javante. Like, I, I thought his team had a slight, a small. Sorry to interrupt, but I thought his team had a small chance to to make the playoffs. Like, he would have to luck his way in. But I feel like he was starting to put something together. But yeah, just the injury and yeah, and yeah, some bad luck is yeah, no chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> definitely definitely not now. <laughs> i'd say so I'm also, I'm also glad i'm playing him this week yeah you get, you get a breather yeah. after that spanking last week I know. I know. We'll, get that. we'll get to that yeah i would agree man playoffs are out for mr Khalil um at this point mathematically though is he out <laughs> no i don't know like two games the numbers he's two, two games oh back. man yeah that he's in 13th <laughs> uh, now that would be a run um but yeah anyway like i think it's interesting right like phil is somebody that is is always saying like hey i'm not really up on the fantasy stuff but he's like that's just a game i think phil, it. he really is up on this stuff you know like he's a lot of times over the years like he's on the cutting edge a lot of these young players and i think it's interesting what we've seen from him brian robinson um, you know, Garrett yeah. Wilson, he's in on Pickens, um, Her- Herbert, like he's, he's infusing this young, like injecting this young talent into his team with all these draft picks. And it's an interesting strategy. Like, I don't think, um, you know, it's not the Phil team of old where it's a juggernaut and you're, you know, um, he's up there with Staz and Chris and stuff like that. But I think his approach this year, um, is is really interesting, but getting back to this um, this terrible terrible matchup, um, Kareem <laughs> can't emphasize that enough. Kareem, yeah, started, we can't tell you how bad it was. <laughs> multiple guys that scored zero. They weren't the kicker. It weren't the defense. It was two wide receivers. So like, it's just like this might be. This is really really bad. Um, it helps if they. Play. This is why we had to put in the the lottery. Yeah, yeah. This is. This is what tanking looks like, gentlemen. It's like I'm not even <laughs> gonna do these guys the service of going down the line here. It was just really bad. Uh, but I will say, you know, I feel for Kareem. I, I think as much as we make fun of him, uh, you know, over sleeper and stuff, he's had some really bad luck. Um, and you know, not Andy bad luck, but like actual bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I, I do think. Green will be back, and Phil's doing some interesting things with his team. But again, you know, um, hey man, not everyone can be back though. So, but overall, fourteen teams now. 
Phil is doing a good job at tanking while keeping himself in the playoff race after just getting decimated at the beginning of the year. Because to your point, Max, like, yeah, I think he had an incredible roster to start the year. Um, injuries, bad luck. He started to say, fuck this. I'll give up people for picks. And then he won, and he was like, oh, wow, I'm actually only one or two games out. Uh, I might have a chance. So, like, he's kind of gone back and forth. Yeah. He has all the young guys. He has all the picks. Uh, but he also has some old guys like Kelsey, um, who is just a guarantee you know what you're going to get every time he's out there. Um, I like Phil's team still. It's it's interesting. See what see what he can do the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, if he makes the playoffs, I'm, you know – I'm I'm a little scared, you know. <laughs> I feel like he's he could be a force if he if he somehow sneaks in there. He, he he's a force, so we'll, we'll see what happens. To your, that's, to your point, that's the too, name brand. To your point too about Kelsey, like I think we've all thought this for a couple of years, or maybe longer than that. But it's just such an advantage to have an Andrews or have a Kelsey. Like you really, you can't. It can't be like it's undeniable. You know, yeah. like the way the tight end position has just been so brutal this year, and like like just having those guys has been big, you know, and I, I consider Kittle one of those guys too, but it's tough because they got Ayuk, they have Debo, they have Christian McCaffrey. So like, I think Kittle's fighting with a lot of mouths. there, a lot of talented folks. And I think Andrews and Kelsey, they stand out. Like those are the two guys you want to have. And it makes a huge, huge difference. I don't know if you guys agree, but. I, I mean, I agree. I think Kittle in the NFL arguably might be the best tight end in the league from an actual real NFL standpoint, uh, from a fantasy standpoint, he has other weapons to play against, uh, but quarterback play is, I don't think it's a fair comparison, right? As you got Mahomes to Kelsey, they've just been together for years and they're just insane. Like Kelsey doesn't run routes. He just goes in motion and then he has an option route and he decides what's he, what he wants to do on the fly. And Mahomes is just like, he's going to be here or here. And he'll look elsewhere and then just throw it to a spot where he knows Kelsey's going to be and Kelsey's good after the catch. So like, yeah. um, he doesn't do anything crazy. They're just in such good rhythm. And then Andrews, obviously, I don't think Lamar Jackson's the best throwing quarterback in the league, but he throws to tight ends. He likes it in the seams, cross the middle, all that stuff. And Andrews is just a very good pass catcher. So, yeah. Um, I think if I were building an NFL franchise and I wanted a tight end, I'd go after Kittle. Uh, fantasy, I don't. I wouldn't want anything to do with Kittle. Yeah, maybe Pitts though, right, Ryan? What What are your thoughts oh, on yeah. tight ends? Well, that's exactly why I'm invested in Kyle Pitts because I think that there, you know, there's very few that are going to be really good, and you know, he's the best prospect in a while, and he looks great when he gets the ball, and I think we're going to see a lot of it moving forward. <laughs> and then. You, you got somebody like Labar that's left holding the bag on Waller, right? Where he just never plays. That's tough. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. That's the tale of Labar's team, just with the, these old old vets that he keeps, like Julio Jones. It's a bunch of Labar guys. Waller, yeah, a bunch of Labar guys. <laughs> but he's got DK now, too. Does. Foreigner, do you want to do um, Boys of Mooneyfield and Youth Hurts? Absolutely. So we've got another – as Max likes to put it, sorry, team. Uh, Pat's team is struggling. <laughs> that was put nicely. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they put up less than the people that Max said were absolutely atrocious earlier. So you know how bad it was 99.18 overall. The Muth Hurts 
for once the Muth is a victory. The last two weeks, the Muth has lost. Um, it's 131.56 again. Jalen Hurts is so good. 30.5. I mean, he can throw. Their offensive line. Yeah. Well, they to. literally have such a good offensive line that it's just like, and he can run it. So, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy how open everybody is. It's weird um, how an O line dictates the success of an offense. Yeah. It really kind Cam of makers apologist. Well, <laughs> no, I I love this take, James, where you just you're you're like all in on like kind of analyzing O line play. Like I think that should be kind of your thing, your theme in the podcast here is like yeah. hard and tackle and center play. Like that would actually be kind of interesting because like obviously you're right. Like winning the battle up front in the trenches, like it's hugely important. Um, but yeah, I, I've been impressed with the Eagles too. Jalen Hurts really, he's awesome. Like, do you guys think they're they're, good. they're gonna come out of the NFC? I don't just because I wow. think that they fold too frequently and I, I don't think that they're ready. I think that this will be like a near miss, maybe like a year and then they'll get there, but I, I don't think it's gonna happen this year. I just I don't think they're quite mature enough to put it that way. Who do you think is? You have an, who do you think is gonna come out of the NFC? I like I like the Niners. Niners are a sexy team right now. Dallas, you got to throw the ball. I think it's going to be Dallas. Fall on their face. Personally. Um, Isn't that what Dallas does, though? They always fall short. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that they're finally going to get over the hump, and there's going to be this new team who's going to be like the next kind of. Like, I think this is just the way that it goes. It's really hard to just go in and win the first time. Like, you have to have some adversity typically to to be able to understand what it takes. that's fair. I am yeah. waiting to see like the Eagles have a tough game. You know, every week I'm like, oh, they they're gonna struggle. They're gonna struggle, and then right. they keep blowing out the team. So I'm like, I guess they're, I guess they're like le- like legit. You know, yeah, so I think they're kind of really good. Man. I'd like to no, I, counter I your point for you. I think they will lose in the fi- in the in the NFC Championship, basically. Yeah, classic yeah. McNabb year. I'll, I'll counter your point with like they haven't done it yet, right? So like, kids who grow up with success just tend to find success as they grow up and they go into different aspects of their professional career right so like Jalen Hurts has pretty much won on every stage in his life he's been counted out on multiple occasions and he's come up on top he was replaced by Tua in college he went to Oklahoma he won the fucking Heisman you know he comes into the NFL he can't throw the ball he can only run the ball the Eagles aren't that good it's because of him now this year he's hucking it all over the place and he's still running and, like, their defense is one of the scariest defenses in the league. So, like, they have so many pieces. I do agree they're a little experienced. Like, Sirianni seems like a really good coach. But is he going to is he gonna fold at the end? Is he going to make some dumb mistake? Is he going to challenge a play that he shouldn't challenge or blow a timeout that causes, like, this trickle-down effect? Maybe, yeah, I think that's all in play. But I'm not going to say the Cowboys are going to come out of the NFC <laughs> and they're just going to figure it out with Mike McCarthy. You know, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Mike don't McCarthy's see. won a Super Bowl before. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm Rodgers. Your Cowboys take is is actually pretty interesting, Fournier. I can't wait to troll you on that for the rest of the season. <laughs> um, so I've read a lot online getting back to this matchup. I've read a lot online about this zero RB strategy. Do we yeah. think that's what Pat's doing here? I think, he's, I think he's taking it to a, to a new level. 
<laughs> yes. We think Pat's lost in the woods. <laughs> can we get can we get Pat on the in the pod here to talk about his zero running back strategy right now? Hey, in his defense, he did pick up Caleb Huntley this week. So his running backs instead of Caleb he Huntley started instead of Ingram. And Mark Ingram is gonna be Huntley and Samaj AP Ryan. So he looked at Ingram and he said, you know what? RB fifty five, get in there. We need you, buddy. <laughs> so we'll keep going through this, and we're going so slow. So I'm going to go through this real quick because it doesn't deserve much more than that. Yeah. Uh, Mostert, nine. Perrine, five. Hill, unbelievable. Tyreek Hill is so good. 34. Michael Pittman might not have been the best. I don't know how he's going to look. 12. Uh, Devonta Smith, seven. Mooney, 12. Both of those guys look good. Olave, 10. Down week. McLaurin, 18. Up week. He actually looks good, though. He's, he's uh, good Kittle, with Heineke. You're right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, Kittle, 13. Fryer with 10. Renfro, 2. He looks so bad. He might be borderline droppable soon. Their offense is yeah. awful. Um, outside of Josh Jacobs. Fryer Muth. No, we already covered him. Wandale, 3. I thought Wandale was going to be better, but, you know, we'll see how the next few weeks go. What you get on the uh, Giants Maher, offense, unfortunately? No, they didn't have a good a great week. Maher seven, Koo fourteen, Bills five, Falcons three. Good win for Tim. He needed it. Stopped a little slide. Uh, but uh it was Pat, so he better have won it. Yeah. No, Coochie 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 Koo is actually the seventh ranked <laughs> uh kicker. And then Tyree Kills, the number one ranked wide receiver, fourth overall. Yeah. It's just interesting. Like Tua is supporting the number one receiver, and then what's Waddle for in here? Six, five, five. It's just wild, you know. Like yeah. they're finding a way to support two high end. You know, it's it's pretty crazy. And two so hasn't Tyree even Kill playing every week. He missed two weeks plus yeah. or three weeks, I guess. Yeah. Kind of. Um, Tyreek is like sixty yards from a thousand, and it's week eight. I think it's the coach. It definitely think, is McDaniel. I think it's the, the scheme is absurd. Very very good. He is. I like him a lot. I've only spent a year over in Miami, and in that year, the Dolphins just got so fun and exciting. And all those people who live over there that are Dolphins fans that are, like, actually fun to talk football with are so fucking excited. Like, half of them were like, I don't know about Tua. I don't know. I think he sucks. And the other half were like, he's a lefty Drew Brees. He's going to be amazing. And now, like, he's He's kind of a lefty Drew Brees. Right? Yeah. And like everybody's yeah, actually looking, really looking good. good. Like looks really good. Pumped. And like it's it's hard to like ignore how exciting it is to I feel like it's this weird thing with him where it's it's tough for people to like really like get behind him, like really think he's the guy for some reason. Oh, people think still he, think they suck because they think his arms he can't throw it far. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I think he's I think I don't know. I think I think he's kind of a ride. I think he's he's a top you could call him a top you know, ten fantasy quarterback now going forward. Music yeah, my yeah, I just gave up an eighth rounder for him. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think the Dolphins are super fun. I can't afford Waddle or Tyreek, but hey, two is still fun. Uh, all right, Fournier. I'm going to do your and Max's matchup, and then you could do Staz and I. Um, okay. And we'll, we'll run through quick. Uh, so, big matchup between Max and Fournier. A lot of trash talking back and forth all year long. And... Max just ripped Fournier's soul out and stomped on it and said, 
Good night. Max Max guarantees the win and then abandons it 37 minutes in. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I didn't think I was going to win. I didn't watch the end of the Packers game. I thought I was going to lose. So it, it was, was a nice thing to wake up to. It was a spanky, man. I mean, it was close, but 171 points for Max. That's a good week. 166 for Fournier. That's a good week. You know, Kirk Cousins had 26. Russell Wilson had 16. What a bum. And then Ramondre Stevenson had 23. Jonathan Taylor continues to struggle, had seven. A.J. Dillon, most overrated running back of all time, 8.3 to Saquon, 17. Um, D.J. Moore, P.J. Walker, baby, to D.J. Moore. P.J. to D.J. Let's go. Uh, 31.6 to Rondell Moore's 23.6. He's back, baby. I can't believe you started Sammy Watkins, 1.3. Doobie Doobs, 16. What a fantastic. Fun fact, the Sammy Watkins catch was on the first play of the game. That's brutal. (laughs) Yeah. And he never saw another target. It's interesting. I remember at the draft, right, which was, I don't know if you guys agree. I mean, actually, I already do. The draft was awesome this year, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. We were arguing over which Packers wide receiver do you want to have. And Forner, you drafted Lazard, I think, earlier than oh, anybody else. It's the Lizard King. Yeah, and he's having a good year. Um, he's yeah. just like hasn't been on the field for all the games, but like you look at his he missed two and stuff. Yeah, like he's he's been good. Was I just he injured. Was he injured last points year? Points per game, he's a mid uh, mid range wide receiver too. I think I don't think he was really injured, Mike. No. Okay. I think it was similar. Actually, he, he missed, missed a, a couple few games. games yeah. he missed I feel games. like that's just part of what you get with him. I feel like is like he just can't really handle that that role, that like top top wide receiver role. I don't I don't think I would agree. he's yeah. a guy. He's a I mean, tall, he's 6'5", 230. Yeah, I think he's, he's fine. Big on that. <laughs> some people are injury prone. It doesn't matter like how big you are. Like some people just are injury prone. If he's 6'5", 230, I don't know that I would call him injury prone. Handle the beating. You know, yeah, exactly. Well, I, agree. I just don't think I would call him injury prone. He missed two games last year. Let me see here. He missed two games last year. This is like the T. Higgins thing, though. Like, yeah, he missed he didn't a few miss games any of the year before. It doesn't look that bad, yeah, but he's missed four career games. Yeah, it's just part years. of the package. It's just, <laughs> it's just part of the pack, you know. Like, it's, it's like how many up. games did he leave early? You know. How many snaps did he miss because he got banged up and shit like that? And then like yeah, and like he has Rogers. Him. By now, you would think Rogers and him would have a pretty solid connection. Um, if he's he a wide receiver too by points per game <laughs> in the six game he's played. Packers, that's fine. Packers are a mess, guys. Um, like, I don't you know want more out of him. You want more? Is, I mean, is he considered? But he was considered the number one target this year, right? For for Rogers, he is. Yeah. I take wide receiver two for Lazard. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, where you got him in the draft, it's it's a good draft pick. Um, Keep moving along here. You got Irv Smith with 6.8 for Max, Pitts for 19 for Fournier. Um, The one-week rental, DK Metcalf had 17.5, and and Traquan Smith had zero for Max. Then Nick Folk, (laughs) who's – he is the number – Eight kicker. Never mind. I thought he was going to be the number one. Um, I feel like he drops 16 to 20 points every week. But he had it's 20... happened a couple times, though. Yeah, he had 21. This Sanders year. had eight. And then Eagles defense, their force, 17. Broncos, nine and a half. So a lot of close um, positional matchups here. And Max continue... Max wins with 171 points. Seven from JT and a guy dropping a goose egg. Um, so that that's impressive, yeah. but kicker, kicker, so Max, 
kicker strategy guys quickly. Either you want a kicker that's on one of the highest scoring offenses in the league, or you want a kicker on a team that can't score touchdowns. So a la the Pats or the Falcons, Coochie Coochie Coo or Nick Folk. Like or, just or the Raiders with yeah. Carlson. Like Carlson's the fucking man. Um, Maybe we start a pod and we just only talk about kickers and their yes. and O line. Kickers and O line. <laughs> One one thing about this matchup, though, I just I'm very glad I'm talking about it right now because you guys both had really good matchups, really good, really good scores. Um, Max performed very well without anything from his best player. Fournier had just acquired Ramondre Stevenson and DK Metcalf. JT was a fun and a keep whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, but for some reason, both you guys decided to give up on the season and say, Oh, I'm going to take an incredibly successful week where I'm either tied for a playoff position or one game back and say, "Eh, I don't want to do this anymore. I want draft picks. I want to give away my good players for draft picks because that would be more fun than competing. I am so bummed out by these decisions, mainly frustrated because four years over here trying to convince everyone that he's, excited about his team you're not excited about potentially keeping aj dylan and dj freaking more you i don't even know I what, am what very picks excited. Have dj Moore season. is wide receiver 22 right now oh my god that's so cool <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll actually i'll actually be honest with you james um it hurt you know like i i didn't want to do it but i felt like first and third for hopkins was was the best offer i was gonna get I agree with that. Um, I do. That was a great offer. I thought it was good value. Yeah, but it hurt. I'll be honest. Like I, I really, um, you know, I, I wanted like my my big strategy was to take Hopkins eight game suspension, ride it out right until he comes back, get as many wins as I can, and it's been tough. Like I'm getting nothing out of Taylor. Like I'm mixing mm-hmm. and matching. Like I've had a new quarterback, new tight end every single week. Like, like I it that's why it hurt. Like I knew I had to take the picks for next year for Hopkins. Like he's, you know, he's old. Um, but like, yeah, it was a bummer, man. But like I say all those things about you giving up on the year, but I don't understand how you could have passed up that offer from Mike. And I was actually talking with Mike about it earlier. Um, and I told him, I was like, the only reason why you gave up so much is because you gave, I got, james robinson for a first and a third like i just gave you a first and a third for fucking free and he started laughing and he was like he's like well to your point i i would not have been as aggressive if i didn't have those picks so yeah so <laughs> it, it was it was funny because you just you see how like one thing leads to another right like you completely barf on yourself on a trade and it ends up benefiting someone in a future trade in a way where they would give up more assets than usual and just have a trade where both people are like, yeah, this is perfect for me. And can't, yeah. neither of you yeah, can say I no. Gotta, so just to add something. So Mike's team got a little, you know, right now his team's looking pretty scary. It is. It's looking like if he, if he makes playoffs, which looks like he is, he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play him in the, in the early rounds, if, especially with how Hopkins has played. I think what, how many games has he played? Two. Too. And I think yeah. he's had like really good games. So it's like, I don't think he's going to sustain that. But just looking at that right now, if Hopkins does play 
you know, maybe a slightly lower level than that, like consistently, that's that's going to be scary, scary team to face. Yeah, I mean, one thing to consider with Hopkins, and this kind of plays into why it was a good deal for you, Max, um, is if Hollywood comes back in week yeah. 12. That would be a big downside, 13, right? You know, then all of a sudden that like guaranteed 10 or, to 14 even targets. Even worse, what if he comes six. back week 14, right before the playoffs, right? Now it's even worse. Yeah. Because you guys don't get it though. You still don't get it. Hopkins is an all-time great. Like look at the great. numbers guys. Like I but like, last year the numbers oh, Hollywood. That good. He's been so great, but like <laughs> come on, guys. Just, like, just just think about it though, like right? So Hollywood was getting 14 something receptions a game before Hopkins came into the picture and now all they really did was they got rid of they lost Hollywood and they Yeah. They've Hopkins into that. So, like, when Hollywood comes back, that target share has the to, pie is going to widen down. So, here's yeah. the thing, guys. Hollywood is super one-dimensional, you know? And we got to see a little bit more of what he can do because he was the only guy there while Hopkins was gone. So, you, you could see a little bit more. But he's one-dimensional. Hopkins is still the alpha there, and he will be for the next year or two. And that's why you guys are so – like. But he wasn't last year. So, why, why is he going to be again? He was banged up last year, so he's healthy. He was just a tough year. Look at his career. He has 1,500-yard seasons. Like, why Why are you talking like this guy isn't an all-time great? Uh, I'm not saying that he's not, but all the all-time greats are at one time in their downfall. Yeah, and I just also, think it was that's also where the bulk we're of that, you know, the bulk of those stats he got when he was on uh, what team is he on? Texans? Yeah. Texans, yeah, volume-based. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It's a, different, it's a different, different team. I don't know. I – I'm not very high on Kyler either, yeah. so we'll see how see how that plays out. Their coaching is terrible too. Yeah, and I do think part of what we talked about earlier, right? Like 26 is the age where running backs fall off a cliff. Like we're used to seeing 30 be the age for wide receivers. Like we've seen it for so many, and like AJ Green's still playing, but he has been a bum since oh, he turned he 30. Sucks. You know, and like, but he yeah. was also getting hurt. Julio Jones has fallen off. Like yeah. so we see it with these guys who were so good for so for a long time that we just kind of fall into this. Well, now Hopkins is the next guy, and because he was well, and that's up why last I think year, that like, it was a good trade because he was banged up last year. So what's to say he's not going to get banged up again, right? Like it's two games. It's not like he's done this for seven or eight games. What's to say anybody doesn't get banged up? That the one always <laughs> like I'm guilty of saying it too, but like, it always like when I hear him like, oh yeah, I'm fucking football. Anybody could just break their leg at any time. Um, you know but, who's going to be 30 next year? Cooper Cup. Ah, Cooper oh. Cup. Chris's downfall. Um, Last year was his peak. Last year was his peak. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Warner, let's, just, I mean, pretty damn peaking. good. We should probably trade him. <laughs> yeah. Warner, let's bang out the last one and see what else we have time for after. All right. So it's uh, who do you have? Who's the last one? Uh, Staz and I. Okay. First <laughs> loss of the year. Yeah. All right. This was this was a little bit of an underwhelming matchup, actually. No shit. Um, it was good, <laughs> but it was a little underwhelming. Brady looked decent, got twenty-two. Lamar twenty-five is honestly like it's interesting. He's had kind of a tale of two of two seasons so far. Like the first several games, he was really good. The last several games, not so good. This was somewhere in the middle. So um, I mean, he's going to be good. He's a guy who can win you win you a week any week. So he's someone you want on your team. Um, all right, what's going on here? <clears throat> All right, Ken Walker, fourteen. He saved his day with that late touchdown run. It was it was not looking great. Um, Mixon eight for twenty seven, seven catches for thirty two yards. The offense was terrible. That was uh, a bad day for the Bengals. 
Yeah, terrible. 13's not bad for a floor game. Um, I don't expect him to have seven catches every week, but if that's going to happen when they get crushed, it's not the end of the world because he'll have high TD upside the rest of the time. Kamara 45, Singletary 10. That was the story of the matchup right there. Yep. Um, I mean, three TDs, nine receptions, absurd. Uh, he was due, man. He was due. <laughs> uh, too bad he's suspended for the first six games of next year. Uh, Devontae Adams, awful game. So he was sick, supposedly, um, and he's still apparently dealing with it. But yeah, that was frightening. 1.3. Uh, Christian Kirk, eight. And then Godwin. Interestingly, Mike has Godwin now. Mike, your receivers are unbelievable. Godwin, Diggs, St. Brown, and, and uh, Adams. Um, Godwin, Diggs, 25, 13 and a half. I feel like Godwin should do to break out. He has been getting targeted a ton, and we should see the Bucks' offense improve. I think I'm with you on that, Mike. But even even if Kamara scores 35 as opposed to 44 in this matchup, James loses. So I think this was just a really yeah. it's a really, really interesting matchup. Cause you're right. Like, you know, I, I would argue both you guys underachieved in this one. Um, but James found a way to win, you know? And then Mike, this a, humbling I was a league underachiever in those uh, little weekly awards. For sure. Were you? <laughs> yeah, <I was. laughs> yeah, that's funny. Amon Ra, uh, decent game, 14. Gabe Davis. Gabe he's, just he's is so funny. He's, he's so bad, but he's like boom, once, bust, 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 then boom. Like he's not, he's not, he's like a wide receiver three with like a wide receiver one week and then three wide receiver five weeks. He's Mike Williams. That's what it is. He's, he's not Mike Williams. <laughs> I mean, oh, Mike Williams, he's big, he's great, he's in the draw. Just look at the way their points go. Yeah, like look at the yeah, way Mike Williams was playing. a wide receiver one last year, and Gabe Davis is currently wide receiver thirty seven. Yeah, I, I get your point, but like try but and tell me, try and tell me Mike Williams isn't a boomer bus guy. Just try and tell me he that. is, but he's better than Gabe Davis. <laughs> I agree, but I, the comparison is accurate. So. One one thing I'll say quickly, uh, like I agree with you, you don't want to play Mike Liss in the the playoffs and all that, Mike. But I I do think. You know, especially with this trade, I think Staz is the team to beat. And here's why. Mike, yeah. you were saying you wanted to upgrade at the tight end position. I just realized Goddard's the sixth ranked tight end. Like That's it's good. Not, yeah, it's he's up like, there. Yeah. He's up there. But the tough part is is like there's like tier one, you know, which is Kelsey and who who's Andrews. Andrews. Yeah, Mark Mark Andrews. And then it's kind of like then there, I guess there is like a little tier there with like Goddard Goddard you put in there. You know, he's averaging like 12, 13, 14. Birds. Maybe he can get as yeah. much as 20 points. But then it just, after that, it, it falls off. Yeah, obviously you want to have the best player at every single position. But I just mean like Goddard, you know what I mean? Like that's not a massive weak spot in my mind. No, no. No, I think you make up for it at other positions. Like that was my only thing. But yeah. Yeah, not a bad weak spot to have. No, I think I would say right now that Staz probably is the is the team to beat to you know to agree with you there, Max. Um, especially after that, Swift concerns me if he's going to ever play again. Like we saw this last year, where he then kind of didn't play, and maybe he's fine. But yeah, the way they're talking about it, it's weird. And this is worrisome. Yeah, weird, this dude. is worrisome, Staz, because Fournier also took the Cowboys to come out of the NFC, and now he's taking you as well. It, I don't know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I mean, personally, I think Chris is still the favorite. I think Jefferson and Cup just have so much upside, and I think they have the most upside in the league. It's just if they if they play like they, they're capable of on any given week, then his team's going to be tough to beat. He won it last year, so he's the reigning champ. So he's he's the guy. Yeah, I, I got to you know, but yeah. he's the guy. He's he's it's. I think it's between me and Chris this year. Agreed. But all you got to do is get in the playoffs. One time it was Phil who was the heavy, heavy favorite, and he he chose to play me in the first round or second round of the playoffs, whatever it was, and his team sucked that week. He had prime <laughs> Julio. He had prime Kamara. Anything can happen in the playoffs. Anything can happen in yeah. the playoffs. So, we all agree third best team, though, is List. It's close. Jimbo's is good, too. Yeah, it's – Probably. You know, I've heard this on the pod. Foreigner's Probably. a big believer in Jim's Jim's team this year. Wait, I like Jim's team. Jim Jim has ETN, Derek Henry. Like what? What? Yeah, I, I honestly I think it's got to be Mike. Um, I would say Mike. Let's look at it's points cool. for I all mean, the belly aching for the expansion. Like, oh, you guys made it so unfair. We can't compete. These guys have juggernaut teams, like so much belly aching, so much complaining. Oh, you guys hamstrung us. Like, yeah. We gave you Derek Henry, man. What do you, what do you mean? No, I, look, I think Mike's team has got the slight edge now that he's got Hopkins. They've been pretty comparable. He's got 30 more points than Jimbo on the year. Um, and I think Jim's been trying to figure out who to start each week because he's got so many options. And, like, they all are – pretty good um but like aj brown is, is a guarantee each week and i would have guessed that sutton would be a guarantee every week and amari uh, cooper you gotta you gotta hit the lotto on him you don't know when he's gonna boom or when he's gonna bust and like that's hard to gauge um like i said Cortland sutton hard to gauge now he's had three really bad weeks in a row um brandon cooks as like i don't know a decent floor but has an absolutely no ceiling. Uh, yeah. So like, he's got some tough decisions. He's got Fournette, Jacobs, and Montgomery, and Jamal Williams as running backs. So like, yeah, problem is it's hard to pick who to play when it's not bi-week specials, you know? And So you, you know who I would say, too, because I agree with everything you just said, James? I don't think the fourth best team is Jim, respectfully. Jim, yeah. I think it might be you. Who? You no fucking way. <laughs> I really do. I don't see it yet. Right. Maybe, maybe. Um, we'll see. That's, I need. That's I need some things to go my way. The weird part about this this season, I feel like in recent in recent seasons too, is that it's so hard to so hard to say who's like the third or fourth best team. Probably, I think we agree on the third, Mike. But after that, it's really just a mix. So it's hard it's to really hard to say right now. It it hasn't like come into focus. Um. I think that's indicative from the fact that right we got seven and one, seven and one, five and three, and then we've got four and four, 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 three and five, three and five. Like that's seven or eight. I don't. I think it's seven, four and fours. And like last week we had seven, three and fours or some shit like that, or seven, four and threes. Like there's just like a pile of people. I mean like let's say four people who are four spots being fought over by seven or eight teams. Um, and I say seven or eight. Because, three spots. 
What? I feel like it's three spots now. Not record wise, right? Like I'm, uh, there's all those teams for a four and four. Yeah, um, like there's so many teams. Like Jim's got a good roster, but you, Mike, you made a statement earlier. You have to kind of luck your way into it sometimes. And like if you if someone's lucking their way into it, someone is unluckying their way out. Yeah. And um, that's kind of just listen to this is part of what I like about Jim's team, Jim's or Jim's situation. Listen to the rest of the season schedule. Drew, Pat, Phil, Tim, Labar, Kareem. Uh, so other than that's Kareem, other than Kareem and Pat, I think they're all losable. I disagree. He's going to slaughter Drew. Okay, so I didn't. So we were talking about like the best teams that have a chance to win the championship. You're talking about regular season standings. Is that yeah? Like, no, gonna... I'm just saying like we're talking about how like anybody who makes it into the playoffs. Like I think Jim is a lock for the playoffs. Basically, that's what I'm getting at. Like there's three spots available. So you don't think Mike List is going to make the playoffs? No, I think Mike List is going to make the playoffs. I think, I think him, Daz, Chris, and Jim are locks. And then there's the other three slots available. So I, I said like seven or eight people uh, going for and, four spots. And, he's saying seven people for three. Yeah, I mean, points, oh, okay. are, points are critical too. So, yeah, he's fourth in points. Right. I mean, I, points is a huge factor. That, I, right. It's going to decide I, the tiebreaker. Am I, crazy, am I crazy, guys, to think that James's team is right there? I think James's team is good, but I think it's a tier below. Like – James' team might be just about as good as Jim's, but he could also miss the playoffs a lot more likely than Jim's is to miss the playoffs. I buy that. That's kind of like what I mean. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and part of that is because I, I'm right now going to lose the tiebreaker. Uh, right. Because I haven't, I have not had a lot of good weeks. Dude, I've had too many people getting zero points or point four points or some bullshit like that. There um, could be four teams that are seven and seven, and two of them make the playoffs, and two of them get out by based on points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To your yeah. point, though, about love the no divisions. You're doing the same thing as Phil, where you're you're collecting draft picks, so it looks like you're tanking, but you're also finding a way to compete. I think it's you're you're <laughs> doing a good job as well. Yeah, that's I've perfect. Traded, that's that's the perfect. Like, graphics, if but... you're in the middle, that's how you want to play it. You want because it's like right. you're definitely not. It's it's going to be tough to to win. Obviously, you're in the middle. You're going to need luck to be on your side. So it's like at the same time, you need to prepare for the future as well, knowing that you're not going to likely won't win win a championship. Agreed. But like it's it's hard. I suffer from it every year. It's going to be the same thing every year. I'm going to be in the mix somewhere along the way and I'm going to want to go for it. I was one. You always want to like, go for a game. I, I, can... I was one in four, I think. Um, yeah, I was one in four and I was like, all right, this is how I get into the playoffs at eight and six or seven and seven. Yeah. You, you know, know I, I, gotta, I can't help it. You've been clawing this year. You've been clawing. Like I made some really, really bad trades and it has completely fucked me for the position I'm in right now. But hey, Made some pretty decent ones, so just keep throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks. Um, you should get Kelsey back from Phil. I actually offered him a trade for Kelsey. It was hilarious. It's like, please give him back to me just for the just for the humor aspect. Um, I was so pumped when you when you got Kelsey too, because I was like, oh, like then like I hate to say, it, you know, Phil can be tough tough negotiator in trades. So I was like, oh, James is like, we can maybe we can work something reasonable for Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, I noticed you approached Max about a Saquon trade, but did not re- rebuffed me for any Saquon deals. 
<laughs> that 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 is true. You were coming with. Uh, did you make any offers with Saquon? Saquon. I we were talking like a Monra and Mixon kind of thing for Sa- like in a Saquon okay. deal, but, like, like a little bit. But it was something. It wasn't that long. I don't yeah. think I really made an actual offer. Yeah, it depends. You know, you, if you catch me in a like a like a good mood, like good fan, <laughs> like last night, I was in like a major fan. I was I wanted to get this trade done. I want oh, Max doesn't want me to talk about the details. I wish I could. Well, let's you're your let's, own man, Michael. <laughs> let's talk about this then, Max. Did I swoop in on your deal with Stas with our trade today? Uh, I'm gonna say no. You didn't like Mike and I worked hard at it for just like he said, we were texting back and forth for a couple hours um, going back and forth on it. I did a ton of research. I didn't mention this to you, Mike, but I did so much homework on Mixon and Devontae Adams. Like I was thinking we're talking about the (laughs) trade. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Um, But yeah, it ultimately, you know, it wasn't going to work out. So you didn't, to answer your question, James, you didn't swoop in. And I'm glad. So it was mixing. So it's going to like great conversation. If we just, if I just, if we just say what the trade was. You turned that down? Uh, turned down what? I just said James didn't swoop in because there wasn't really a deal in place. Yeah. No, there wasn't. But yeah, I won't, I won't get into Devontae Adams and picks. Max, how does it feel to be uh, tanking for the first time while Fournier <laughs> owns your pick next year? Uh, I mean, I already said I, I feel like <laughs> upset. Even not, worse. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm four and four. I'm writing that long j- log jam. So it's not like yeah, no. Fournier is my first pick and he's going to get Brees Hall and then trade him to Andy for nothing. You know, <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like I'm worried about that. Um, so. That's awesome. Yeah, Max, I, I meant I, to uh, respond when you were talking about uh, your matchup. Like you went to bed and then you saw you won. Yeah, it's one. That's one of the best feelings when you like go, you go to sleep. Like you like ah, like I have a small chance probably won't happen. You wake up and you and you win. <laughs> fantastic. It's fantastic. great. You know what I like almost as much is Wednesday mornings where you roll over and you check your phone and you're like, did I, did my fab get me? The yeah, guy? That's a good one too. That's I do well, like yeah. That. I had the opposite. I went to bed when I, for James and I's matchup, I think who was playing that I needed point. I think defense. Yeah. And like nothing, there was like no offense in the first half. And I was like, fuck, like your defense is like playing pretty well. Uh, so I was like, ah, like I'm just going to call and go to bed. And then when I woke up, surprisingly, I was like, I looked at the score and I saw that Cleveland or uh, Bengals scored um, 30. No, no, Cleveland scored 32 points. Yeah. And I was, and you had the Bengals D. So I was like, oh, maybe there's a shot. Like maybe something happened, but my guys just didn't. didn't it was, it was close, dude. Like the Bengals were one drive away from, you know, one completion to Tyler Boyd and a couple of dump offs to mix in and then it would have been over. Because yeah. um, Boyd getting that touchdown in the fourth quarter, like started to, I almost shit myself. I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. Um, but it's all good. A question for both you guys. I Honestly, we had some other things lined up for tonight. Like we wanted to go and review the seven trades that were done in the last three days because it's really cool, really fun. Uh, a lot of activity in the last couple of days and do predictions for the next week. But we are long on time. I don't know how you guys feel about doing any of that or whatnot. But uh, I'll keep going, man. But yeah, I, I get it. People got to. Well, let's do yeah, this. Like four minutes. <laughs> four minutes? Eight. 
Eight minutes. All right, let's do. I just want to ask one question. We don't have to make a decision. Obviously, make a decision now. You know, can be discussed for another pie. But, but yeah, continue on. I just want to. Yeah, ask so the I'll, question now. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so like we've been every year. We've been like doing the whole like New England thing for for the draft. And like you know, in the early Vegas, years, we Vegas, Vegas. Well, yeah, it's kind of my point. Like we haven't done a big, a big draft trip in a while. I feel like we're we're due. I feel like we're due for something like that. Just some food for thought. I like that bandwagon. I'm gonna jump on. I like it too. Yeah. Um, Love it. I think New York could be fun. I was just I saw these things. That's where, the only way Phil will come. Yeah, but I saw these things where you're we're not the, going to New York. <laughs> You're on a boat and you're overlooking then like the city, uh, you know, you're, you're on a boat looking at New York city and on this boat is a hot tub. <laughs> so you're hanging out in the hot tub, a hot tub within a tub. If you want yeah. something like go that, to a harbor in New York, to get in the hot tub. <laughs> I think we need to go to Miami to get on a yacht with like four hot tubs. Um, <laughs> I'm so down. That would be fucking amazing. Um, but let's do this. Let's do. I think that's a very good thing to talk about for next year because I think we are due. Um, I'm due to go to one, but that's fine. Uh, let's do weekend. Who's been to one more recently? You or Phil? Me. James. Okay. I went to one in. I'm just kidding. I know you were more recently. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we'll go down the line. Staz, who's going to win between myself and Mike List? Right now it's projected Mike List at 147. Point eight and me at one forty two point five. Hmm. I mean, we've been talking about Mike List team. Yeah. I mean, I got to go with List, but I I just have a feeling. I have a feeling you're you're gonna get you're gonna sneak in the playoffs, and I just have a feeling about your team. I feel like you always find a way. You're all yeah, right that's but what I'm I hoping think, for. I, I think I think Mike has it this week. Yeah, this was one when I was saying earlier that like I looked through to see like what are my winnable weeks, and I was marking this as a hopeful W to get to five hundred. Um, and some things didn't really work out in my favor, but the upset last week helped me immensely. So, uh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, I think you're gonna win, James. I like the matchups a lot. Like yeah. Seattle's got some really good defensive backs. I think they could hold Hopkins. You know, we're all talking about it. Hopkins been shot out of a can in the last couple of games. I could see him coming down back down to earth a little bit. Um, and it's you got just, some good matchups too. I think Mixing could bounce back. Mixing could bounce back. Like he's had, you know, bad game last week, but yeah. And I my thing with Hopkins and just like the Cardinals in general. Um if they're losing, which I anticipate them to be losing, they're going to throw, 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 throw. And it's going to be potential garbage points for them to get within seven in the fourth quarter, then to be down by 10 and then throw, throw, throw and turn the ball over on downs to end the game. And it's like, well, in the last quarter and a half, Hopkins just got 22 points, you know, like and Zachary, it's got 15 and whatever else. That's just like what the Cardinals have been doing all year. So like, that's my, that's my biggest fear since, Mike got Hopkins, um, but I, I, it's hard to disagree on the decision or the guess that Mike will win because his team is looking good. Uh, Maxi, who's going to win? You got Fournier versus Brendan. Fournier's projected for ninety nine point seven, and Brendan's projected for ninety nine point four at 
quick we're glance, missing, I'm going to guess people are missing. And I'm missing yeah. a, a flex, too. Yeah. And he's also starting Keenan Allen, who's not actually going to play. Well, he might. McCaffrey's on a bye, right? Brendan, yeah. Yeah. McCaffrey, yeah. Uh, it's got to be Fournier. I mean, I don't know. Fields, Baby Dick, Chubba Hubbard, DJ Moore. Lazard, is Lazard going to play? Is Hubbard yeah, going to play? Like, what are you going to do if Hubbard and Lazard don't play? They both practice today. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens on <laughs> Friday, man. All right, so the prediction's in. Fournier. Um, I like that. I like that. Uh, Fournier, who you got? It's... A fun little story from my Phil trade. So he wanted either Palmer or Lazard as part of that trade. And yeah. he was like, well, I want Lazard. And then he's like, but what if Lazard doesn't play? And then I was like, well, then I'll just give you Palmer. But then he's like, okay, well, I'll actually take Palmer. And if Palmer, for some reason, doesn't play, I'll give you a pick in Palmer for Lazard and like later or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, we did the trade. They're both practiced today, so I didn't think anything of it. And Phil texts me. He's like, so how are we going to handle this Palmer-Lazard situation? <laughs> and I was like, all set, bud. They both pl- practiced today. <laughs> and he's like, uh, and then I was like, but if anything, like, you know, make, you know, you said you would give me a pick or whatever. He's like, there was no pick mentioned. And I just took the screenshot and sent it to him. <laughs> That's awesome. You always get it in writing. That's awesome. Yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. He goes, I want, I want, but I want Lazard instead. I was like, make me an offer. And he hasn't responded. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I, uh, Foreigner, who's going to win? We've got, I mean, I know what you're going to say, but Andy versus Jimbo. It's going to be Jimbo. Um, Andy Andy, Andy's team looks faster than me. <laughs> Equal to, say, maybe Pat. Um, you know, so it's it's ugly. He's also starting Aaron Rodgers. Do you go uh, with the zero running back strategy? <laughs> Fun <laughs> fact, Aaron Rodgers' high on the season is 19.38. Yet to crack the 20 spot. This is uh, honestly, this is a game. Where Andy is very unlucky with injuries. But he's also been very lucky with shitty people doing really well. Right. And like <laughs> I'm Uber it's true. Dude, like, he he's got Rogers. 50. He's got Rogers against Detroit. Like the, the everything's lining up for Rogers to have a good game and for Andy oh. to be like, ooh, the QB guru. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking he might score 50. If Duarte has a bad game, Rogers has another bad game. Henderson doesn't play. McKinnon is terrible. It's crazy, like, Andy's team was looking, like, pretty good. Like, his team was looking right. scary. Right. Yeah, I, was was like, I was like, wow, like, you've, like, really risen from the ashes, like, this season, and then just obviously had a bad turn of luck. Yeah, but, with Brees and Jamar, those two top ten guys, right? Who, yeah, yeah. When and you like lose that, them, you see that it. That was going to be – sorry, keep, keep interrupting, but <laughs> that was going to be the, the one of, like, the bigger – uh, surprises of this year was Andy, you know, having a pretty good team, but fortunately, yeah, we just talked, just had some bad luck. Yeah, and I'll do the next one. I think this is a uh, Chris is favored quite a bit over Max. He's favor. He's got projected for one sixty four. Max is projected for one twelve. Um, I want so bad to predict an upset on this one, just for what it would do <laughs> to the sleeper chat. And like all the things Max could throw out there to, at Chris, um, <laughs> if you still had Hopkins, I would be I'd be like guaranteed Max is gonna upset Chris this week. Um, it's tough. You got yeah JT who's been JT, and 
you got Saquon on by. So um, it's a tough week. So I, I'm going to pick Chris um, begrudgingly, but I will be rooting for a major upset just because the storylines on that would be fucking oh, amazing. I would love an upset. Please don't. It would be hilarious. Yeah, the, well, the seating, Mike, to your point earlier, you were talking about it. It's going to be important, right? Who, who A, gets the bye, but then – B, who is ahead of, like, say say somebody else gets a win or one of you guys loses, no, who's going to be able to choose their opponent? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Points That's... is a factor, too. I mean, we're, our record's tied. Like, Chris, Chris just had a big week. I had a down week, so now he's up 15 points. Right. So, you can make that up pretty quickly, though. I would argue our league oh, kind you, of, you true. Yeah. We lucked out a little bit, too, when Cream Hunt wasn't traded to another team because, like, that would have given Chris the running back depth that he's kind of looking for. Yeah, like Pollard's come out of nowhere and like he's got Pollard and Dalvin Cook now. So it's like, okay, but I I still don't really believe in Miles Sanders. Like he's good, but like not not what you want at an RB2. Like again, you're talking to a guy with 41 Jay- receiving yards this year. I saw it today. Yeah. Okay, so he's got 41 receiving yards, right? Miles Sanders does. He's on a one of the he's on a credibly pass heavy offense. And he's an RB2. He's 18th at the position. Like that's middle of the road, solid RB two. He's already had his buy. Um, he has scored under ten points twice. Right. Outside of that, he had 19, 13, 34, 16, right. 15. But James, you gotta realize how Staz and the upper echelon teams are thinking in this league. I was trying to compliment Mike earlier and said Goddard was the sixth ranked tight end. And Mike goes, I don't care. He's not the one. He's not the second. He's not the first or second. Like That's how these guys think. They got to have the best oh, no. player at every position. So Miles Sanders at 18, that's not cutting it for a guy like Chris, for a guy like Mike. Like, it may be for me and you, but, like, yeah. you guys don't think that way. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, it's funny. Um, Antonio Gibson is ranked higher than Miles Sanders. He's 16th for running backs. And in the last two games, right, that's with a healthy Brian Robinson. He's got 19.2 and 22.2. I think what we see with Taylor Heineke is what we've seen with Taylor Heineke. They're going to throw it to Gibson, um, and they're going to throw it to McLaurin because Heineke is a pretty savvy vet at this point, and he's like, those are our playmakers. Those guys make plays. They're going to throw it to Curtis Samuel, but Curtis Samuel has gotten worse since – Wentz got hurt, and I think there's just a chemistry between those guys. I feel like they practice quite a bit with each other, and Heineke will do just enough to keep you in games. He won't lose you too many games the way that Wentz would, but he could still cost you a couple games. But uh, my point is Antonio Gibson has been on a fucking roller coaster this year, and I'm actually at a point where I'm like, he's kind of intriguing right now. Um, it's like Chris has options, right? He's got Dalvin. He could play Miles. He could play Gibson. Or if the Browns continue to be run heavy and Cream gets in the end zone, he could play Cream Hunt. Um, he's got depth there. But to your point, it's not. They're not top ten running backs outside of Dalvin. So, um, let's do this, Max. Who's gonna win between Phil and Tim? Phil's projected for one twenty eight, and Tim for one seventeen. I really, really, really want to pick Tim. Um, and I don't know. I was going to ask you guys earlier. Has Tim been texting you guys? Is he trying to – I've been waiting for the last shoe to drop there. Is Tim trying to, to grab another guy? He was in on Mondre. He, I almost took an offer from him on Mondre. But I just wanted your first ultimately instead of his first because I feel like if I gave him Ramondre, he would be 
one. He would basically. I think he would probably leapfrog Jim and be right up there with List as far as sitting underneath uh, Chris and, and Staz. Mm. So I was like, that's just not the pick I'd rather have. <laughs> yeah. So to answer your question though, like these are two guys that have won a championship before. So no back row allegiance. I don't, you know, don't really care either way. I would like, um, I think, I think Phil will win, but I, I'd like to see Tim kind of upset him. Yeah. And, and look, I'm realizing is now Tim's projected for 11 points less. He doesn't have a tight end or a kicker. So that will sort of even the scales. I think I agree. I do think Phil's going to win just uh, a little bit on name brand and his running backs. Um, but he's got to rely on CEH to get in the end zone. And he's starting Alec Pierce, Garrett Wilson, and and Palmer. Like that's less than ideal. Palmer's uh, going to be the number one wide receiver this week, though. Yeah, I get, he's also questionable. Yeah, well, but he, he logged a full practice. And we're told yeah. that he's is actually good. So we'll we'll see how that is. All right, Mike, who's going to win? Pat projected for one twelve, or Labar projected for one forty? Yeah, I, I got I got to go with Labar here. Just favorite. Yeah. yeah. Pat Pat's team is just just not not good this year. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that the good yours? I can't emphasize this and or is that a different matchup, Max, where you were like, I can't emphasize how bad <laughs> that was the I that hate, was the Phil uh that's the Phil Phil Pat matchup. Oh, Pat, no, Pat, Phil Cree. No, I hate to pile on Pat's team, but it's just not good. I mean, he has Hill. Um, he's obviously been really good this year. Um, Derek Carr has been a huge disappointment th- this He's year. He's got to get him out of that lineup. Go pick someone else. At up. this point, at this point, yeah, he probably should. No um, way, Pat made it this far in the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, but yeah, looking at Labar's team, I mean, he's it's it's a it's a classic Labar team. Bunch of vets. So uh, having Josh Allen is obviously massive for his team. So he'll he'll put up 40, 40 point weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, probably a, a low, a high floor of like 20 points per week. Um, but he's got, he's, his team's pretty deep. He's got feeling he's, he's kind of doing his thing this year. Let me look at his stats. Uh, not, not great, but I think he's still going to be. It's wide receiver 34 had his bye week. He takes a hit, right? Thielen with Hawkinson coming to town, right? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. He's got uh, so Metcalf. Metcalf has been pretty solid, like very surprising with Geno. Um, is he? He's injured, right? Or what's what's the deal with him right now? No, he's, he's playing. He's okay, playing. They're, they're managing it. Questionable. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, up a couple weeks ago. Mike Evans. I. I mean, I. As much as I keep saying this about the Bucks, I feel like they are going to turn things. Like I'm, every week, I'm like, oh no, it's Tom Brady. It's the Bucks. They're going to turn things around, and they just like don't. They look awful. But I still, I still, I'm gonna keep saying that every week. I feel like <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna turn things around, even if they're barely make the playoffs, or maybe I don't, know, maybe they miss the playoffs. Tom is not gonna allow this team to just like, like give up. And I, 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 I think, think they're gonna kind of turn things around and put something, put a little thing together. I think the stars are aligning from a storyline standpoint, right? Like. Everyone was speculating over the divorce with Giselle and all oh, this that, blah, 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 time away from the yeah. team in the in the preseason. And like more and more speculation, more and more rumors, more and more pressure, like from Brady's mental health perspective. Like he that has to be impacting. That has to be impacting him. 
Yeah, and like oh, he, of he produced a statement, right? He sent out a statement saying like they're getting divorced and blah blah blah. All those things like from his standpoint, that might just be like turning over a leaf now, right? He got that out and now he can just focus on some on some football. Yeah. So like I love Tom Brady. We all love Tom Brady. Um, I know I just traded Godwin, but at the end of the day, like I do think the Bucks are gonna turn around. I just can't rely on that anymore. Like I can't take the risk. I've taken the risk for eight weeks, and it Just hasn't worked Antonio out. Antonio Brown in the middle of the pod. <laughs> Antonio Brown, Jesus. I was uh, just—I don't know what got wait, me. You picked up Antonio Brown. <laughs> I was just thinking, how sick would it be if the Packers signed AB? <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. You can uh, go ahead and drop them. They're never going to sign AB. Before we go off the rails again. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Mike. one one last thing, one last thing. <laughs> okay. All right. So I just yeah. want to tally the amount of such a Labar guy guys Labar has. 11? <laughs> Let me see. Total guess, I have no One, idea. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's 10. You know, he has 11. He has 11. <laughs> <It's> 11. <laughs> All these guys are labeled such a Labar guy underneath. That's incredible. Then, yeah, Patterson. He, I keep forgetting that he is Patterson on IR. I think he's coming back soon. Yeah, he might be back yeah, in a couple weeks. Yeah, today. Okay, okay. Secret little oh, but yeah, uh, but my pick is, is Labar, so I went on a sidetrack there. No, you're good. Last one. You know, it's Mike versus Kareem. Um, we all expect you to win, Mike. It's going to be Mike. Uh, yeah, that, that's the prediction. <laughs> Hopefully. There. Um, but sleeper thinks cream has a 25 percent chance know, know. that's the not wow. me. that scares the, me the as, percentage as is rational, as irrational as it is that that scares me it's like come on I'm like one in four chance of beating me <laughs> right <laughs> Watch like one out. In 14 maybe <laughs> Ma- malik collins matt collins Corey davis gus edwards all questions check that one in a hundred we no we can't spend any more time on cream scene cream sorry i love you man but we can't do it um Let's wrap up this one. I know we've been on for a little while, but let's wrap it up with uh, who are we wearing tonight? Uh, Fournier, who do you got on your on your on your body right now? Lack of a better word. It's uh, Patrice Bergeron. Oh, it's like oh yeah, oh, Bergeron. Yeah, I was like blurred there out. you go. I've got a uh, Francesco Totti Roma jersey on. Let's go. Fresh out of Italy from two thousand and like. I don't know, 2004. <laughs> um, Mike, who you got? We got Gronk. 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 Let's wrap it up, Maxie. Who Gronk. you got? Forever. So I don't. There's nobody on the back of the jersey, but if there was, it would be Matt's Sundin. I don't know. I remember him? But name old drop. school. Yeah, he was a center back in the day. He, uh, yeah, he was known to put a wrist shot or two in. Yeah, he was filthy. So uh, the Bruins are looking good this year. So, so we got Boston Bruins, Patrice Bergeron, Francesco Totti, Roma jersey, Pat's Gronk, and a Maple Leafs jersey. Two hockey, one football, one football. I love it. It's incredible <laughs> variety. But, <laughs> wow. All right, Gentlemen, boys. it was a pleasure. All right, it's a pleasure. Absolutely. Like- looking yeah. forward to the next one we're, uh, we're on. Us yeah, too. thank you, guys. Oh, yeah. This uh, will hopefully be live tomorrow (laughs) thanks for having us yeah thanks for having us pleasure guys have a good one talk to you soon good night